Hi, this is Neha again and I'm here with episode 2 of the series Find the Imposter. So, in the last episode, we understood how our subconscious mind interprets our life events and impacts our actions and behavior. In this episode, we will understand why our mind interprets our life events in a certain way. Why do we acquire these beliefs which have such a long-term impact? Why can't we leave the scenarios in past and not carry any impact from there? So, this is some food for our logical mind. Yes. So today, we will answer all these whys with the help of rules of our mind. Yes, rules of our mind. Sound strange? What are these rules of mind? We just heard about traffic rules, income tax rules, etc, etc. And that too, we don't really like sometimes, right? And now, the rules of our mind, really? And you know, our mind is following all these rules the whole of our life and we just seeing the outcomes of it without even realizing what's going on in the background. But the good news is, from now on, you will be aware of the whole functionality and then you will be able to understand your and other people's behavior pattern in a much better way. So, let's start. The first and the most common, the most visible rule in our day-to-day -day life is that the mind learns by repetitions. Hmm. That's why our teachers and our parents used to say to us in our study times again and again, did you revise that chapter? Did you revise that particular concept? Did you do your revision before your exams? Because our mind learns by repetitions. So in absence of revisions, there is a chance that may, we may forget any of the important concepts. But, is this rule limited to only our studies? Definitely not. So, what is the extended application of this rule in our day-to-day -day life? There is an extended application. So, in our last episode, we understood about the loop from thoughts to behavior, right? Where did repetition play a role in that loop? Hmm, remember? Okay, I will remind you. So, when a thought stays in our mind for a certain period of time, or we get exposure to the same kind of scenario which generates the same kind of thought in our mind a couple of times. Or we ourselves generate that thought a couple of times. That thought gets converted into a belief. Yes, that was the role of repetitions. And once the thought is converted to a belief, that beliefs get more and more deeper into our subconscious mind. And then the outcome and behavior becomes a part of our personality. 
and after a few years we don't even realize why do we behave in a certain way why do we feel in a certain way and we just keep on thinking and other people just keep on saying about us ah that particular person is like that he is shy or he is not social by nature he is like that or he tends to perform low and uh, he is not confident enough so it becomes our personality and that's a much more dangerous situation you know because once we accept a certain issue as a part of our personality we never ever tend to work on it we never ever tend to get over it yes so that's the role of repetition the major role of repetitions in our day to day life where it can convert a thought into a belief and an outcome or a certain behavior into our personality remember we play the only part we have ever known until that part becomes our own we keep on behaving in a certain way we keep on feeling in a certain way until that becomes a part of our personality so here comes rule number 2 our mind cannot hold conflicting beliefs what's that what kind of conflicts can be there in our mind so let's understand this with the help of an example that uh, we have seen many people have fear of flying they cannot take the flights many people have fear of heights if they stand on a height they just feel that they will fall down or they will die and uh, people have fear of water they cannot swim they cannot even go near to the swimming pool we have ourselves witness these kind of scenarios in our or other people's life right so if the person who has the fear of flying wants to take a world tour hmm now there is a problem how is it possible the person who has the fear of heights wants to witness the view of the whole city from burj khalifa or from eiffel tower or from an observation deck from any city is it possible the person who has the fear of water wants to be a perfect swimmer he wants to win the swimming competition wants to do a sea dive is that possible now where the conflict is let's take the first example the person who has the fear of flying wants to take a world tour now our mind gets confused what do you really want to do you have a fear of flying on one side on the another side you want to take a world tour i cannot do both the things together for you so i have to choose one out of it hmm remember our mind's job is to ensure our survival in any case in any situation our mind has to ensure that we survive it has to keep us safe how can our mind do that in this conflicting scenario our mind will say okay taking the world tour is it linked to your survival anywhere no definitely not what is linked to your survival the fear of flying if you will fly if you will take a flight that flight may crash you don't have any control on the flight 
four i will go with your first belief you have the fear of flying i will not let you fly and that person if consciously or under the pressure of friends or family he decides okay let me take that flight even if i fear flights let me try once and he packs his bag and he leaves the home for airport and guess what what happens on the way he may get anxiety attack he may get panic attack he may get palpitations shivering or fears any of these things because his subconscious mind is saying how can you do that if you will take a flight you are risking your life and my job is to ensure your survival in any case i will not let you reach airport and that person returns back home gives up i cannot do that if i will do i'll get a heart attack because i'm feeling like that i am getting these panic attacks and all same way it happens to a person who has a fear of heights even if he consciously decides to go on a high place he will get the same symptoms or any symptom which may stop him to go there a person who has the fear of water if he comes just comes next to the swimming pool he starts feeling dizzy sometimes looking at the water they start feeling dizzy what is the reason it is our subconscious mind's effort to stop us from doing something what we ourselves have defined as a danger because it has to ensure our survival so this is the role of the belief that we have that if we will fly something bad can happen if we will go near to water something bad can happen so our mind cannot hold conflicting beliefs it just just chooses one belief out of it which ensures your survival rule number 3 mind loves familiar and actively works to avoid unfamiliar hmm where does it indicate does this statement indicate somewhere is there a one word what we can associate with this statement especially in our professional life we say that word many times maybe in a day or in a week what's that word comfort zone yes our comfort zone our mind loves familiar means our comfort zone and actively avoid avoids unfamiliar that is stepping out of that comfort zone i don't think we need any examples for this because we ourselves feel this rule of mind many times in a day or a few times in a week or regularly changing jobs changing countries why do we feel uh, scared of changing jobs even if we are not comfortable in the existing job even if we are not happy the environment in our office has changed we are not getting paid as we deserve and we know all that but still we keep on going with it just we feel that oh if i'll change the job tomorrow what if that i will not get this kind of colleagues in that company they get uh, our mind gets familiar with one place coming to a place every day and going back home that becomes our comfort zone 
and to get out of the comfort zone we have to make efforts what our mind is afraid of and uh, one just exact example of this case is like in uh, today's world that many of us stay away from our homes in another country or other cities and all and uh, when our parents grow old we want them to settle with us our lifestyle is much better than our home country and we don't want to go back and settle there rather we want our parents to experience the same lifestyle what we are living and we want them to shift with us but what happens do they really accept our suggestion to shift in some cases very few cases it might be they say that yes okay we are happy to shift with you those are the exceptions but in majority of the cases we have seen that the parents do not agree to change their country their city or their lifestyle why is the reason that uh, they feel we will not take care of them very well not at all the reason is that they are very much comfortable in their lifestyle the lifestyle what they are following for many many years now and they have grown old in that lifestyle only the that lifestyle of waking up at the same place in the morning going out seeing the same people talking to them and the same lifestyle and uh, their mind says that uh, this is what is familiar to you and you are going to change it to something unfamiliar how can you do it and even if they want to shift even if they want to change this mindset they have to fight with themselves a lot so it's not their fault it is because this is the rule of our mind so yeah this was the quick explanation of our mind loves familiar and actively works to avoid unfamiliar rule number 4 emotions override logic Hmm. We have felt this also a certain times. We have found ourselves taking decisions as per our emotions instead of logic. And even if we feel that yeah, we have to behave like a logical person, we have we don't have to look like emotional fool and all these things we explain to ourselves and we disregard our emotions for a particular thing and we follow the logic. do we really stay happy with that decision i don't think so because that emotion every time keeps on just bothering us inside we don't really really feel happy in that life and we want to take that decision what our emotions are suggesting especially this happens when uh, we are in love what happens even if we know some shortcomings of that life what we'll get after the marriage or we know a certain shortcomings of the other person we accept everything that time and uh, afterwards when that emotion settles down a bit we realize that uh, we have chosen this life for ourselves also there are many cases this goes back to the same rule what we have discussed before this that comfort zone comfort zone is linked to our emotions so we tend to decide as per our emotions 
and binge eating exercise routine logically we know that if we have to lose weight we don't have to eat sugary food cakes and all that but our emotions say if we see a soft moist chocolatey cake what is the emotion i want to eat this i want to eat this just one time okay i will not eat it after this today is the last time i am eating this after this i will not eat and we eat it the decision is taking taken from our emotion logically we know that we should stay absolutely away from this kind of food if we want to lose weight our exercise routine we know that we should go for exercise every morning getting up early and maintain that routine but how many of us are actually able to maintain that routine for a long time even if we follow that routine for a few days then some or the other day we tend to avoid we tend to give some excuses to us okay i have to go to office early today i cannot go to gym or i came late yesterday i am so tired i cannot wake up so that's how these all emotions override our logical thinking human being is mainly emotional and here comes the fifth rule that your mind's job is to move you away from pain and close to pleasure yes now this is the dangerous rule why because we have to always be careful while defining something that means pain to us and the other thing that means pleasure to us because whatever we will define as a pleasure our mind will take us close to that so one example we have two children at home one of them normally stays sick he has some uh, kind of health issue and uh, he stays sick now the parents will obviously give more attention to that one children who tends to be sick and uh, will care more about him and the other child who is uh, at the same home from the same parents he will feel kind of neglected he will be like oh, okay my parents are more attentive and lovable and caring to my sibling not to me but i also want the same amount of care and affection same amount of love same amount of attention what can i do so here comes the sixth rule of mind you learn what you live and you become what you believe what that uh, another child let's give them the name that a child a and child b child a is the one who is actually sick and child b is the other child so child b what has he seen at home what has he lived at home that to have attention to have love from parents and to be cared for you have to be sick because that's what he has seen at home for all these years and what he learned he learned the same thing what he will become he will become what he believes he believes that to have the required amount of care love and attention from parents you have to be sick and his mind will trigger some or the other sickness in his body also either he will develop that eczema or any kind of skin disease what needs a 
supervision continuously or any kind of disease. So here I will give you an example of one of my clients that uh, he was just a seven year old kid that time when it happened that at his home the environment was not really really good. There were a lot of fights between his parents and grandparents and all but he was the most lovable child at home. He was the most pampered child at home. But he was still not happy. He wanted peace. Now you see at that little age, at seven years of age, that child wants peace. Even if people at home love him the most, care for him the most, he is not happy because he doesn't like all those fights and all those arguments what happen at home. Now, what he defined to his mind, he defined that uh, his pleasure stays in the peace at home. Now his mind's job is to take him close to pleasure. And away from the pain, what he defined as a pain. The pain for him is that every day's arguments and fights at home. So, what his mind came up with? His mind came up with chronic pancreatitis. Yes, that's a real case. His mind said, okay, what if I do something that uh, everyone at home just start paying all the attention to you only you are the center of attention for everyone at home and then they will not have enough time and they will not have uh, enough energy to get into all those fights and arguments they will just keep on thinking about you only they will just keep on caring about you they will all have the same aim that I, we have to help this child get over this sickness and uh, he got that issue so when he came to me he was 17 years old and for last 10 years he was suffering with that issue and what all we did in our session he was very much able to recover from his suppressing thoughts from his sickness when he realized that why he got that sickness when he realized that there is no reason of him getting that sickness now. Getting that sickness is much painful for him than the arguments at home. So he can just simply avoid that. Because he doesn't have any control on how adults behave at home, right? Yeah, so that's a case study for you to understand this rule in a better way. And with that, here comes rule number seven. Your mind only responds to the pictures you make and the words you say to it. Your every thought has a physical reaction and an emotional response. Your every thought makes a blueprint that your mind and body work to make your reality. Let's do a test. Let's do a practical test for this. Just imagine lemon. Make the picture of lemon in your mind. Just see, try to see lemon in your mind. Just close your eyes and try to picturize lemon. This is not applicable for the people who are listening to this podcast when they are driving, yeah? <laughs> Don't blame me later. <laughs> okay, so if you can close your eyes, then please do. If you cannot, then 
please keep your eyes open you can do this test anytime when you are able to close your eyes or right now if you cannot close your eyes but you can concentrate on something else then you can do this but please don't do when you are driving okay so just imagine a lemon in your mind just imagine that picture a green or yellow color lemon now imagine that you have a knife in your hand and you have cut that lemon into two pieces now you are taking one piece of that lemon with your hand and put it in your mouth feel the taste what happened the taste buds got activated <laughs> really why and how you didn't eat any lemon then how just because your mind responds to the pictures you make in your mind and your in the words you say to it so just be very careful what pictures you have to make what words you have to say to yourself people who are very much involved in the self criticism they always say like i am not enough i cannot do this i cannot achieve that goal i cannot present in that meeting well i cannot speak in front of public what are you talking about me speaking in front of public really no 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 i cannot do that i tried that once and i just became numb in between and everybody laughed at me no i cannot do it again because that particular situation is defined as danger what word you associated with that particular situation danger and what picture you made in your mind speaking in public standing on stage so your mind responded okay my job is to ensure your survival i cannot let you go through any danger so i will not allow you to speak in public i will not let you have enough confidence to speak in public and whenever you have any opportunity to do that you just tend to make excuses if you have seen a serious car accident on the road or god forbid if you are yourself involved in any kind of car accident on the road many times it happens that people cannot gather the courage to drive after that either for a few days for a few months or for a few years or forever it depends how sensitive someone is how deep the impact of that incident is on a particular person's mind because each and every person is different each and every mind is different a certain situation cannot be same for all of us we all will not interpret the same situation in the same way and it will not have the same impact on all of us so but it will have some impact so what will happen that what picture we made in our mind the accident the car accident what word we associated with it danger life threat and when it can happen obviously when you are driving on the road so the picture is driving on the road and the words are danger life threat 
again mind says i have to ensure your survival i will not let you gather the courage to drive again and we start doubting ourselves are we a good driver so this is how our mind only responds to the pictures we make and the words we say to it we have to be very very careful while making any picture and saying anything to ourselves change the picture change the words and the outcome will change start saying to yourself that i am an amazing public speaker people love my speech people want to listen to me they appreciate what i speak they just look forward for my speech and then see the confidence in you just come out of the root cause why you feel those negative feelings why you have those negative beliefs for yourself just you need to come out of the root cause and change the pictures and words in your mind and you are good to go there can there is nothing that can stop you from doing anything you really really want so rule number 8 when dealing with subconscious mind the greater the consciousness the lesser the response so here comes the process of this rtd therapy session that why we put our clients to the deepest relaxed state of their mind that uh, we have to pause their thinking mind for some for a few moments so we can access their subconscious mind so if you are uh, trying to remember something just try this sometimes huh? and sometimes it happens that we are trying to remember something and we are not able to we are just thinking that yeah i remember that i know that i know that particular word what do we say but i am not able to recall it right now oh i am not able to recall why am i not able to recall i have such a bad memory my memory power has really really gone down and we curse ourselves in different different ways instead of that just stay calm and tell your mind tell me what that word is give an order order your mind remember your mind always follows your orders so give an order to it in a relaxed state that tell me what that was and see how fast the information recovery will be so what you did when you gave an order and when you relaxed that you just told your conscious mind to shut up for a few moments don't say all these things to you that are oh, like you can't remember and don't try to make conscious efforts and all you just said shut up to your conscious mind for a few moments and you connected to your subconscious mind ordered your subconscious mind that tell me what that word was and it will tell you so the greater the consciousness the lesser the response from subconscious mind many times we have seen that we do subconscious driving that we go to our office every day every morning we go to our office every evening we come back from there now if we have to go somewhere else which is uh, our office is on the way to go to that particular place it's just a difference of one exit we have to take one exit we'll go to our office we have go, we have to go straight we will reach to that other place and uh, we are just driving and thinking something else what happens many times we have observed that we take that exit subconsciously 
and after we take that exit we realize where are we going oh my god we don't have to go to office why i have taken that exit now i have to go the entire way around and take a u turn and then come again to this path happens or not it has happened to me for sure yes and i'm sure that it has happened with you guys also from the other time so that is what is called subconscious driving that time our consciousness is not on driving is not on the way it has shifted to something else we are thinking something else we are thinking about work we are thinking about home and just driving and what is the recording in our subconscious mind of that way the recording is that we have to take this exit because it happens every day again remember the first rule the mind learns by repetitions so that is being repeated every day and our subconscious mind takes control that time of the way and of the driving and it takes us to that exit and when we come to our consciousness when conscious mind takes the control back it says what you did why did you take that exit so that's what is the role of the rule that uh, when dealing with subconscious mind the greater the consciousness the lesser the response the lesser the consciousness the greater the response so let's move to rule number 9 and emotionally induced symptom will cause an organic change if maintained for a long time that's what we call placebo effect and now it is linked to our physical issues you know 75% of our physical ailments are functional not organic heart disease kidney disease even cancers so many kind of disease like eczema and uh, our hair disease skin diseases there are so many kind of diseases which are triggered by our subconscious mind even the back pain even the weight issues we discussed a little in the first episode about weight issues how our mind generates that so what is an emotionally induced symptom like we are stressed out burnt out and uh, we are feeling irregular heartbeat in the stress and we are feeling palpitations and anxiety and all these and we keep on feeling these for a certain period of time we are in stress continuously for a few months for a few years and all and what happens finally we get a heart disease that irregular heartbeat induces an organic change in our heart because that time our mind gets familiar to it and it says that okay this is what is your reality remember we discussed in one of the rule of the mind that your every thought makes a blueprint that your mind and body work to make your reality so that irregular heartbeat that anxiety and that stress has made the same blueprint and our mind said okay that's what has to be your reality it gave us a heart disease and we are all aware that the major reason of heart disease is stress or any kind of other disease let's talk about back pain people who believe 
for a long period of time in their life that they don't have any support people who have gone through everything alone in their life they haven't got family support they haven't got support from friends they haven't got support from parents from spouse from anyone finally they tend to fall into back pain why because what is the support in our body a major support in our body is our backbone so our mind says okay i have to make this a blueprint i have to make this a reality that you don't have a support let's affect your backbone with this and those people tend to trigger back pain some or the other time in life it may be caused by an injury also that's a different thing that's why i said that 75% of ailments are functional so that's how it happens that we tell people don't try take stress live a healthy lifestyle don't think about all that otherwise you may get some problem in some of your important body part which may be irreversible but guess what you know the good news is that these issues are not irreversible these are reversible so if your mind has the power to generate something in your body obviously it has the same amount of power to reverse that generation also seems right yeah because it is right there are many many case studies where people have recovered from all these diseases from with the power of their own mind it's just about the command what we give to our body it again goes to the same rule what we discussed earlier that our mind responds only to the pictures we make and the words we say to it so all these rules are interrelated it's not necessary that one kind of issue is caused by one kind of rule there can can be a combination of rules so yes there these situations are reversible these are not irreversible our mind is a powerhouse it has the power to generate something it has the power to reverse the same thing so don't be afraid if you fall into any such kind of problem it doesn't mean that you invite these problems okay if these are reversible then what's the problem let me be in stress let me live unhealthy lifestyle let me do all these things if i'll get any problem i will reverse it no <laughs> i'm sure you would not want to fall into the problem right Okay let's go to the last rule of mind once an idea is accepted by the subconscious mind it will stay there until replaced by a new idea so i think we all know about it till now that once we have framed a belief we have to reframe that belief we have to rewire the new belief at its place only then we can get over the issue what that belief has created only then we can come out of that personality that unwanted personality that belief has created so that's what we do in the session we just reframe the old beliefs and rewire the new beliefs in so want to get over any unwanted feelings limiting beliefs stress or burnout or any issue impacting your life either personally or professionally guess what there is a solution 
book rtt session with me and achieve phenomenal transformation now when you know all these rules of our mind you will definitely be able to understand if you see a certain kind of behavior a certain kind of personality either in yourself or in someone else you know why is that happening there may be some root cause related to it and until and unless we will work on that root cause that behavior or personality cannot be changed there may be some temporary changes what may, we may cause if we really really have a very strong will power but we will again and again go back to the same issue so to get over the loop of the issue behavior and the personality we have to connect to the subconscious mind we have to work on the root cause of the issue there are many people who just keep on living with the issues being unaware that the solution really exists there are many people who are aware that the solution exists but they tend to delay that they are like okay i am able to live my day to day life normally as of now right what's the point of uh, getting a help in that case please don't allow the issue to take over your entire life and only then you think about a solution because until then there may be a certain damage you will do either to yourself or to your career or to your relations yeah take the benefit of these awareness talks don't be one out of those people so from my next episode i will start talking about one particular issue per episode and discuss about that in detail so if you would like to explore more about any particular issue and its resolution please don't hesitate to let me know on neha.soulradiance@gmail.com so that's it for today i think you have got enough food for your conscious mind till now and <laughs> right okay so let's talk to you next week bye bye take care stay healthy stay safe stay aware goodbye